Robin. Steph. We don't want to wait. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> yeah. Where's the enthusiasm? <laughs> it's better. It's it's getting fun. It's getting there. Uh-huh. As Clark and Chloe get out of their depression, their uh, mourning for Jimmy mm-hmm. and such, uh, it's getting better. Um. Well, um. We should mention we are here to talk Smallville Season 9, Episodes 5 through 8. Yeah. <laughs> Roulette. Um, Crossfire. Crossfire. Candor. And Idol. Idol, yes. So uh, just a bit of news here. We're just about full circle in our podcast because it's right around this time in Smallville when um, Variety reported that Tom Welling was talking to Kevin Murphy from Desperate Housewives to produce a show based on the book Cheer inside the secret world of college cheerleaders. (laughs) See, I wonder what, like, why cheerleaders? I don't know. He must have just read the book and was like, hey, or, you know, maybe, maybe his wife read the book. You know, I don't know. I don't know what kind of books or maybe he was just kind of, you know, he's he's now a co-executive producer of Smallville. Maybe he was handed something and yeah, said, hey, you got to check but, this out if you want to do but something. a co-executive producer, isn't that just to get more money? Isn't that just like they, they cut his pay because they cut the budget and so they said – you know, here's a way of getting your money, getting back to full salary if you we call you a co-executive producer. I believe in the Variety article they were talking about Tom Welling and Tom Welling Productions. So mm-hmm. I believe he was trying to get some stuff started and mm-hmm. had a, a title. But, you know, that's just from memory. I don't know. Also around this time, Sam Jones III has busted in a conspiracy to deal over 10,000 pills of oxycodone. So <laughs> good times, bad times. <laughs> And that's uh, October 2009 we're at, by the way. Um, so, shall we start with roulette? This is the one where Chloe plays a game with Oliver. Yeah, and so, because I'd seen movies before, <laughs> <laughs> I knew that Oliver wasn't in any danger. You I st- knew that it was somebody that knew him <clears throat> was setting him up in this game. Well, I believe, you know, I was thinking... Oh, this is like this is some sort of DC villain, right? I don't, I'm not really familiar with a lot of DC villains, um, uh, especially you know when you go deep like uh, this roulette character. I you know, I I was like, oh, okay, so this is like some sort of villain that likes to put people through games. You know, I wasn't Kinda exactly like thinking like this is the movie, the game. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, at a certain point I was, but. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is kind of like a James Bondy kind of spin or something. I mean, well, you know, we'll talk about the episode, but skipping to the end, what do you think about Chloe doing this? Do you think this is a good thing? <laughs> or would you have been like, what the fuck, Chloe? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, I didn't think too much about it, but. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was kind of sick and twisted, kind of uh, yeah. weird that she would do. Like, I don't think I don't expect it to be uh, to to uh, be very eventful. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure this is just kind of a filler episode. Well, you know, this is a part of Oliver's arc. He's he's uh, he's come. He's he's back, but is is he back? He's not back yet. But now, after this episode. And I, and you know, like the next one, he's definitely back. Um, mm-hmm. 
So anyway, so this episode starts off. I, my first note is, oh, hello, music. I was very happy to have music back on the show. <laughs> um, we got music a couple times. Um, I, I was able to write down a couple needle drops that would be on my playlist. Um, so uh, Ali gets a uh, very Matrixy thing from Roulette and says, you need a game to satisfy you. Take the pill. What do you have to lose? And Oliver says, absolutely nothing, and takes the pill like a dummy. <laughs> like, what do you have to lose? Well, I don't know, your life? I, I I mean, I guess he had tried to kill himself already, so maybe he doesn't really care about his life too much still. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, wakes up in a coffin, and it says, uh, I think, was he hear a voice, or did he see sees something with the flashlight that says game on? Yeah, it's written in, like, red on the box game on oh when he gets out of it yeah did you so he go ahead no go ahead. no go ahead well I, I just wanted to point out this is like a, a tv movie trope that uh, that drives me crazy but you ever notice when like somebody is uh in the dark and needs to turn a flashlight on they immediately point it at their face and turn it on to check that it works. <laughs> like how convenient for the audience. <laughs> like, oh, good, we see their face. <laughs> Way to go, director of uh, photography. But uh, um, not nobody would just point a lightsaber. A lightsaber. I'm thinking about Luke Skywalker looking at the lightsaber when Ben Kenobi first gives it to him. But it's kind of like the same <laughs> thing. It's, it's like, does this thing work? Uh, yeah. Well, you're about to blind yourself. <laughs> So well, it's like a kid. A kid, the first thing they do is they look down the barrel of a gun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, what are you talking about? Like a movie, or is this like a coming of age thing? I no, don't know about. That's, that's our. <laughs> I missed this. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I'm glad I wasn't <laughs> raised around guns. Um. All right. So. Uh, we're at the Kent farm and it looks like Lois is actually here this time. She brought all sorts of laundry. It's a movie night. She's oh, declared yes. it's movie night. <laughs> so after the failed date uh-huh. and Clark's not going to ask her out again because he keeps like dancing around the subject. Yep. She's like, we're going to have movie night. It's We're going to mm-hmm. get close. We're going to get to know each other. And then she says, like, most guys wouldn't complain if I found my if I found myself shirtless. And there's like whoop, gulp, what? <laughs> and then there's of course the the moment where Clark like picks up one of her bras, you know, like yes, she's got oh. boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's like making popcorn, but also like he stops a carjacking at the same time. Um, so yeah, we go back to Ollie. He's he's in a white suit and bare feet, and he says it's the last time I trust a woman with a dragon tattoo. Mm. Which uh, a girl with a dragon tattoo wasn't out by this time, but or maybe the book was. I don't know. But this is actually a reference to a uh, in the comics a future love interest of Green Arrow, actually the mother of one of uh, of his kid Connor, I think. Uh, this w- woman called uh, Shadow, and uh, she's mm-hmm. got a dragon tattoo. Mm. Again, this is like some DC stuff that I'm just not familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So. Um, he sees somebody else in a coffin. There's speakers. There's laughter. He thinks, oh, maybe this is Toy Man. Nope. Um, and uh, did it say Lex Luthor? Is Alexander oh yeah, that's Luthor? right. Yeah, yeah. So if Chloe is doing this, this is pretty cruel for her to <laughs> torture him with the. I mean, this is what he's been tortured by anyway. Is mm-hmm. the thought, the memories of Lex, and how he killed, straight up killed him. Uh huh. 
so for for uh, Chloe to remind him, you know, because uh, Roulette keeps asking him, "Who did you destroy?" Mm-hmm. Right. Who did you destroy? And it's like you think, oh, maybe the answer is Lex, but it really is himself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Again, this is there's a dog um, that comes after. Oliver, like, how does Chloe mm-hmm. have control of this dog? <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, a truck, like, smashes into the car that he climbs into to get away from the dog. Uh, mm-hmm. I know. Yawn, bored. <laughs> move on. Let's, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> oh, you weren't thrilled at all? I was thinking, uh, no. I, uh, again, I was just like, how is Chloe controlling this? How is she, she making sure that uh, Oliver isn't going to get hurt? Yeah. Because I was like, are we in some kind of closed controlled environment yeah i was thinking too deep Mm -hmm. i was thinking how is chloe controlling this is there a company that does this how is it how's it controlled right is he is or is he in real life and And yeah things just keep being through at him and again i'm thinking this might be somebody trying to get revenge against oliver maybe it's the toy man you know Mm -hmm. um you know i'm just trying to think back to what i was originally thinking because now we're like within within like a decade of <laughs> since I last saw this. So this is getting a little bit less foggier. Um, mm-hmm. And I also, you know, I have those cinema blend articles that I'm, that I wrote at the time. So I'm, I'm reading those as well. So I actually have a document of what I was thinking. <laughs> so, uh, are these episode recaps? Do people, do they still do them? Cause you know, they were all the rage for a while there. Oh yeah. 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 Um, here and there, I guess if it's uh, if it's a popular show, a really popular show, people like just reading recaps of an episode on uh, online. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know again, like I was talking in our Eye Zombie podcast, how dense I am, <laughs> and there are sometimes when I'll watch a show and it'll be late, you know, so I, I'm I might doze here and there. <laughs> so the next day, I'm like, all right, I watched it, and then like, well. You know, I, I I I listen to a podcast, or you know, maybe I read a read. You know, I can I can quickly look up online. What was that about? What happened there? And uh, it's you know, the, if it's a popular enough show, there's usually a write up about it. So yeah, this they they actually hired me to do recaps at the time, and I think it turned into like me writing a, a bit more of a review kind of thing. Um, and then I just got kind of tired of it because it was free labor. <laughs> mm. I was just like, oh, this is so cool! I'm writing about a show for a website. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then it got old. Free content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, this is where this episode gets even more convoluted because there's this whole thing where Chloe is setting up uh, the game and all this and how dangerous it is and how she can control all this. But then we go back to Lois and Clark and Lois admits that she came over because she was concerned about Oliver and his birthday. And um, so – what she did was she was concerned about Oliver and his birthday, so she drove – well, I, I'm assuming she was at her talent apartment that she shares with Chloe. She drove over to the Kent farm. Um, she brought all her laundry. Um, oh, wait. Is she living with Clark at this point? Maybe she – No. Well, she – yeah, she did. She yeah, she showed up with loads of laundry, so she wasn't living there, mm-hmm. and she demanded that he have a movie night with her because she's actually wanting to go find out what's happening with Oliver. <laughs> I was like, how does that? <laughs> how does that make sense? Now, I think she really wanted to spend time with Clark. Uh-huh. She wants him to ask her out again. Yeah, but that's not working. So she's she's also concerned about 
uh, Oliver, <clears throat> and it comes out that she sees the video where he steps off the plate to kill himself, and so she's like, oh, I'm so upset about Oliver, and then she's like, where is Oliver? He's missing because it's his birthday, mm-hmm. and we usually do beer pong. Beer pong, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the video she sees later... They go and they go to Oliver's office, and uh, again, she's just screaming for people to put pants on when she walks through the door. So she's not expecting it. Uh, and uh, and uh, oh, by the way, it's like morning by the time she gets they get to the uh, which w- to the office, which which makes sense, I guess, if uh, it's three hours away. Uh, <laughs> but it's you know they, she was over at the Kent farm doing laundry and declared a movie night. They they didn't even finish the movie. They got in the they got in the car. Let's go find the Oliver. They go to the office and it's like morning time. It's daytime. <laughs> well, but it was midnight because she was like, "It's gonna be it's his birthday until midnight." And then she looks and it was like fifteen after midnight. Still, there's at least like six hours between <laughs> the time they well, left. I and- didn't I didn't notice. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Oliver, uh, Oliver is outside this car now and it is completely wrecked and he's just a little dirty (laughs) and scratched (laughs) a little bit, but he's, he definitely doesn't look like he's been in a car accident. Um, so, uh, there goes to the payphone, uh, he sees a stamp roulette on his wrist. So he goes back to the club barefoot and gets a kiss from roulette. She says, don't make a scene. She pretends that she's like a part of this game. Like she's being manipulated. And then she says, all in, and he takes her hand like a dope and runs out with her. <laughs> and uh, um, and she is shot in front of him, and uh, and then he's tasered by cops, quote-unquote cops. Uh, meanwhile, Lois and Clark find a roulette napkin, and she sees that video on Oliver's laptop. And yeah, this is, this is something she's really upset about that Clark didn't say anything about. Okay. Clark does not respect the relationship that Lois and Oliver have. Hmm? Well, according to her, I'm sure, you know, the friendship that they have. Like, she's close to him. She feels close to him. Well, yeah, but they've just recently tried to sell it to us that her and Oliver were anything after the breakup. Yeah. Well, he just disappeared for a while, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, FBI, yada, yada, interrogation. Here's a laptop. Check your account on this laptop. That's not yours. And <laughs> put your password right in here. <laughs> Moron. <laughs> and then he's like, and it just like starts draining the account and then the gas fires up and he falls to the ground. What an idiot. Uh, by the way, his bank account show that he, he has over $3 billion. So he's a billionaire. Mm. And then uh, luckily Clark is somewhere nearby and, and hears Oliver yelling and we find out it's just a set. It's not even the FBI. So uh, they bring Chloe in on the case and uh, she like almost immediately pulls up a file on roulette. Oh, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Oliver's ready to suit up, but uh, uh, Clark and Chloe are a little worried about him jumping into the green just yet. And uh, and also Clark saw on this, or I think it's Chloe saw on the security video that Aaliyah was in the the crowd during that whole suicide. Oh attempt. yeah, and, and Aaliyah is supposed to be dead. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Lois gets into a fight with Roulette. <laughs> nice drive by City. Go Grand Theft. Someone else's auto. <laughs> uh, there's a fight, but Roulette pulls a gun, and um, 
roulette puts her in, puts Lois into her clothes and a wig get made for her. And uh, Oliver almost shoots her. But of course, he mm-hmm. had blanks. It's all safe. And they rig the place to explode. Uh, roulette ends up trapped. Oliver helps her out. But it's a whole, like, Universal Studios store. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you destroy? And then they turn the mirror around. You've proven that the hero is still alive. Time to resurrect him. So Ollie meets Chloe at the little outside coffee shop place. Metro mm-hmm. Me- Metro Coffee. Mm-hmm. Oliver figured out it was Chloe and the rest of the league that pulled it off. Like the um, cyborg was in on it. Impulse, uh, Aquaman. Mm-hmm. It, it all makes sense. You just mm-hmm. never saw any of them. Mm-hmm. She says you had to be pushed over the ledge to bring you back. Mm-hmm. Clark, definitely not involved. He would not have been a part of that. <laughs> and Oliver thanks her and says you saved me. You saved my life. Both the myth and the man. And doesn't he, like, hold her hand? Uh, oh, yeah, he does. He takes her hand. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 Are you a clawy shipper? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to ship Alice and Mac with anybody at this point. Yeah. Did you read that Hollywood Reporter article? No. Oof. I posted it in the group, folks. Look it, look it up. It's all about the descent of Allison. In the history involved in all that. Anyway, let's get back to Smallville where everything's good. There's mm-hmm. no worries about anything. I mean, Pete Ross is getting busted for drugs, but besides that, <laughs> everybody else is good. Um, all right, so um, Oliver, Oliver tells Lois that Victoria is just a psycho ex girlfriend. <laughs> so, um, and they have like a heart to heart. And it turns out that, uh, or she basically says that she's she's always there for Oliver, but that's pretty much it. And then they decide to have a drink off because that's a birthday tradition between those two. You know, the year that they've known each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're so close. <laughs> um, all right, so um, Clark talked to Jorel about the whole Aaliyah thing. And uh, Aaliyah was one of the people that landed in the the, the symbol, the Kryptonian symbols. And uh, yeah, more is going to be here with each with a symbol. And they sh- and Chloe brings up this sweet holographic globe because we've got some qu- rad Queen Industries tech, and this is not the the torch offices anymore. Uh- <laughs> and we have billions of dollars to spend. Yeah, uh, three in fact. Um, and there are uh, symbols all over the globe. Mm-hmm. So Oliver just, has, er, has like, mission. <laughs> yeah, just like when the destroyers or whatever those things the were Dementors. that got out, the Dementors <laughs> got out of the Phantom Zone and landed yeah, all over the world. The, the, Here we have this. Yep. So we have this cute little scene at the end. Green Arrow's back, and Oliver offers to replace Clark's ridiculous-looking outfit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, 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 I actually uh, love the quote that I, I let me let me quote myself from 2009 in my little recap, and it said, "I'm sorry, green hoodie wearing my sunglasses at night, but look who's talking." <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's so true. And so, yeah, Oliver rededicates himself to, uh, as the Green Arrow and rededicates himself to Clark. He says he's here to save the world. 
Well, good. Um, roulette was a terrible episode, mm-hmm. but I'm glad we're past the self, you know, hating, d- drinking Oliver, and mm-hmm. now he's back too. Because that's what we want to see. We want to see Oliver as a hero. Mm-hmm. And uh, needle drop opening montage was from the band Brand New. As a song called Daisy. It's on the playlist. It's pretty good. All right, so next episode is Crossfire. Oh, my gosh. Did Brian Q. Miller write this episode? No, uh, this is a Whitehead Henderson joint. <laughs> mm. This is not a Brian Q. But it's got some quirk to it. It's got some fun stuff. And it's got definitely a lot of uh, Pretty Woman fan service, right? <laughs> <laughs> a lot. <laughs> this yeah, is the, the Pretty Woman poster is so iconic. <laughs> This is the one where Lois and Clark become morning news anchors and Oliver uh, takes on a uh, apprentice. So, good morning, Metropolis. We had opened up to see what were you thinking when Lois and Clark, very awkward on camera, they're hosting a morning show. <laughs> I thought it was cute. And, I, you know, as expected, the producers saw chemistry between them. Oh, look at these two. They're so beautiful, mm-hmm. and they're they they just they're like uh, what was it Hepburn and Tracy? <laughs> yeah, they're so gorgeous together. Yeah, like they'll just love love seeing him bicker, and says, "See you both back Monday morning." And I love it. It's just kind of this is what goes into the opening song, you know. There's like no sign of trouble at all. We just have this goofy looking or goofy little opening, and then it's like somebody say. <laughs> <laughs> Like somebody saved Clark. He just got a job on morning TV. Yeah, he didn't want this job, but he because he wants Lois to be happy. He'll go along with it. Right. Um, this is like if uh, um, Angel was uh, bickering with uh, Cordy during one of her modeling assignments, and he got hired to model with her. <laughs> uh, but he wouldn't show up on camera, would he? It's debatable. <laughs> Sometimes depends on who's writing it. Yeah, yep. Um, so uh, Clark, we find out off in off Screenville, he's been uh, circling the globe, looking at all the symbols, and he's not finding anybody there. And Chloe suggests, "Hey, well, you know, this is a, this is a Lois and Clark, you know, f- fun times episode. You just concentrate on that. You know, we'll, <laughs> we'll save the doom and gloom for another time." And um, Clark says that his uh, first assignment is all about uh, online dating. And so Lois and Clark are working for their, working on their online profiles. And Clark he fills this out in, in a couple of minutes. Yeah. And she is she's like coming up with this alternate personality <laughs> that likes bubbly and all the good things in life, uh-huh. and not monster truck rallies monster or truckers. beer. <laughs> Um, meanwhile, we go to this underground fighting ring and a man and a young woman fight it out and then the woman wins. And this is, uh, this is Mia. This is Mia, uh, played by, uh, Elise Gatian, um, who was on iZombie. Did you know that? Which episode? No. Uh, first season, a few episodes, uh, she played the girl that Major was dating, uh, post-Live. And then she breaks up off, breaks up with him after he starts showing up with like his face pounding, pounded in. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, the Ali uh, sees her pimp bullying her and taking her away. So um, he drives up and uh, later on and picks her up, 
and he calls her Speedy. And uh, <sighs> don't just sigh. Speak your thoughts. Um, why? Why what? Why speak your thoughts? <laughs> no, why? Why does Oliver need a a, a sidekick? Why he picked this girl? Mm-hmm. Why her? Why? Okay, well, I can answer the second question. She she kicked ass in the underground fighting ring that he was spectating. And then okay. he was like, he saw her being uh, treated terribly and saw that she was being pimped out and felt that he wanted to rescue, wanted to rescue her. Okay. Now, there's something to be said about why now Green Arrow just returned, just put on his iconic sunglasses again. Uh, why, instead of focusing on himself, as he decided, oh, now I'm going to train yeah. somebody and inspire somebody when I've just pulled myself out of the gutter. Right. Yeah. I don't it know. It seems like bad timing. It definitely plays better when it's not a binge watch. <laughs> mm-hmm. When it's like a week before, we, you know, you think that he's been out doing great hour things for at least a week or so. I, I don't know. One thing I want to point out, though. Um, so he calls her Speedy. Um, yeah. Her name's Mia. This is a lot like Thea from Arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they made Speedy into like his sister on Arrow, whereas mm-hmm. uh, Speedy actually... Um, at one point, uh, I think was a. I think this is like a combination of different characters. Um, I'm not sure if I got this correct, but I know Speedy was a a male sidekick of his, and there's like this iconic uh, um, cover of uh, I think it's Green Arrow, Green Lantern. There was like this run of Green Arrow, Green Lantern issues where. Um, they were dealing with social problems and it was like the seventies. And one of the problems that they dealt with was the fact that speedy got like hooked on like heroin. <laughs> so like this cover of him, like with like a needle in his arm and like green arrow open it with the door open, like with a shocked look on his face, you know, like speedy. Uh, <clears throat> so in the first season of arrow, um, you know, we had Thea being the one called speedy and is now like a sidekick ish, but, you know, doesn't earn her like ninja skills until she is like taken in by her real father later. But she did have like a drug problem in the, in the first season. Um, yeah, so that was kind of I a think thing. It it was almost like they wanted us to think that um, who was her boyfriend? Oh, you mean on on um, Arrow? Uh-huh. Colton Haynes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like he was going to be – they wanted us to think that he was going to be Speedy, but it ended up – then we were like, oh, uh, Speedy's a girl? Yeah. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> when like anybody knows anything about Green Arrow knows that Speedy is like Green Arrow's sidekick or one of them at least. Yeah, and the reason uh, he called her Speedy was because she liked to go fast. <laughs> yes. And that was kind of in this one too because – she he tr- he gave her his car. Yeah, and told her to drop her off, drop him off someplace. Yeah, he wants to train her and get her off the streets. He notices that she's battling with herself, and this is reminding him of him himself, you know. And anyway, okay, boring. But- uh, but also, but when he he said, "I had my uh, assistants pick you up some clothes," and he gave her those bags of clothes. I was like, "Oh, pretty woman." <laughs> 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 That's right. And like, you know, the boots she had on, the blonde wig, the short yeah. blonde haired wig. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't say anything about not kissing on the mouth uh, mm-hmm. in this episode, but they don't actually get intimate. 
Um, okay, so we go to Luther Mansion. Uh, Tess threatens termination of Stuart if he can't stop this hacker trying to get into um, Luther. Club. And he he hopes that he hopes that she means just firing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hopefully just firing, not like death termination. So Tess is hosting this little cocktail party for the shareholders. Says they've just entered this new partnership with RAO Incorporated. Which is going to put Metropolis on the map and the planet back on course. You know, they're going green because they 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 teamed with Queen Industries, and for some reason this guy has a thing with green and he's got arrows in his family crest. It's so weird. Anyway, it probably has nothing to do with Green Arrow. Uh, <laughs> so this uh, partnership with Aria Incorporated, it turns out the CEO is there, and it's Mister Zod. <laughs> okay, I hated this. <laughs> I hate Zod trying to be normal, <laughs> and I hate Zod flirting with Tess. Oh, that's that that I definitely can agree with you on. I don't like their chemistry. Like he's Mm-mm. just icky. I don't know. No offense, Colin Blue, but wow, he just I, I don't. I definitely don't want to see Zod and Tess in a romantic relationship. But um, RAO Incorporated, I don't know if that means anything to you, but um, Kryptonians have a uh, sun god uh, called Rao, and uh, that's what RAO stands for. And since uh, mm-hmm. what they're trying w- to get their powers back yeah. from the yellow sun, they can't figure out what's going on. And they want to build this solar tower, and mm. it has something to do with that. Um, okay, so meanwhile, we're back to Quirksville, you know, the, the, the sitcom. Um, Clark's trying to learn how to use the earpiece. We got Lois in his ear heckling him. The producer is just rooting her on because she's loving it. And then this gorgeous blonde Catherine shows up and Clark says, oh, I got this real annoying eerie, annoying ringing in my ear. <laughs> and, of course, she's great. Pierce Peace Corps. Uh, double majors and now she, and uh, Mother Teresa and Sixteen Chills. Lois is very jealous. Moving on, Zod says he's going to make Luther Corp the most technologically advanced uh, company in exchange for the Blur, and he says that uh, the blood that they had of the Blurs uh, was destroyed by Tess. This is the blood that they had he had given in Rabid. Um, and Tess wants equal partnership, and Zod's like, no way. And then he tells his uh, uh, Imhotep, Billy Zane-looking bodyguard to get info on the blur, you know, or just kill her, basically. Mm-hmm. So uh, Lois goes to see Ollie. What are my red flags all about? But Ollie's like, I've got nothing but good to say because I am still in love with you. And that's when Mia walks out in a towel, and Lois sees her and is immediately immediately thinks hooker. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Doesn't think anything else like, you know, girl or <laughs> just I don't did she see like a leather boot or something to indicate mm-hmm. this is a hooker? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and escort? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Hack Wars is going on. Chloe and Stuart battling it out. That was pretty cute. Yeah. And now you've made me angry. <laughs> I'm gonna hack you back in cyberspace. Well, and but the only thing I didn't like was Chloe said, "Well, maybe we'll get him to uh, when if I can figure out who it is, we'll get him to come to our side." Mm-hmm. And you know what? He came to their side. It seems <laughs> like that's happening. I don't. Know, we only got what happened in the end here, but I mean, and I, have we seen anything else in the next two episodes after this? I don't think so. I thought he gave them some information. Oh, maybe he did. I don't remember. 
It's in my notes somewhere, probably. Okay. Um, Ali catches Mia trying to steal a $50,000 watch, and I'm like, who the f- buys a $50,000 watch? Yeah, you're just asking for your watch to be stolen when you buy a $50,000 watch. I mean, what about a watch that's worth $50,000? I don't know. I live in Podunk, Vermont. I know. I don't know my watches. <laughs> but, man... <laughs> It's just heck? a status symbol. It's just—it's got to be like encrusted have, in diamonds or something. Yeah, I because know. I have three billion dollars. I have a fifty thousand dollar watch. Yeah, and I have yeah. three Lamborghinis. And yeah, exactly. Stuff. Sell the fifty thousand dollar watch off three billion fifty thousand dollars. Anyway, Mia doesn't trust Ali because he says he knows how it feels to be trapped. Or, but he says that, um, and Ali gives her clothes and keys to his car. Meanwhile, Lois is preparing for his her date, and Clark is now jealous. And that's when Ollie shows up, and he paid off the blind date because he wants to have a chat with Lois. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, Mia is trying to pay off her debts with Oliver's car, but this douche wants more and will not let her off the company salary, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And Ollie, meanwhile, is like, "Hey, listen, I'm Metropolis's bachelor. This is gonna be great for the ratings." And uh, Wants to wants more time to say what he loves about her, and um, and then he says he loves that she's still in his life and his heart. And that's when Lois calls for a check, and they go out to the balcony, which used to be Oliver's balcony, so he's pretty comfortable out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she doesn't want Clark to hear because she's going to let Ollie down. Right, and he said, "Oh, it's because of Clark," and she's like, "Yeah, yeah." Meanwhile, Clark is like burning with jealousy because he's not hearing mm-hmm. any of this stuff. Right. Um, and um, so Ollie leaves. Lois follows them out. Follows them out, and they they both get jumped uh, by the pimp and his his buddies or something. Because Mia pulls up in the car, and they, they it's all a trap. <laughs> I mean, well, they they just do this quick thing back to Clark in the uh, studio, and I think this is when he like realizes that Lois is in trouble somehow. I think through the earpiece, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, he can hear. Uh huh. And then we see that Good Morning Metropolis standee, which is the the cover of Pretty Woman. Which I just I just love that thing. Um. So yeah, Lois fights off the attackers. Mia springs into action when uh, Rick pulls his gun. That's the guy's name, Rick. Um, and uh, she gets a hold of the gun, but um, he still has his power over her and smacks her when she has the gun on him. And then Oliver smacks him, and Rick chases um, he and Lois through the alleys with a Uzi, and they go up to a roof, and there's slow motion bullets, and of course it's slow motion because it's Clark time. <gasps> this was great. Is Clark going to get there in time to save Oliver and Lois from the bullets? And he deflects like all the bullets, and then there's one just headed towards Oliver, and I swear Oliver's head. Yeah. The look that Clark gives Oliver, you can read a little bit into that, like, you know, I could let this thing go. <laughs> You're hitting on my curl. <laughs> but he grabs it out of the air, and it's just... At the, the very last second, yeah. when it's just an inch from his eyeball. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, we go to the, the mansion. And then, and, and see, and... And Lois is Lois doesn't see any of this. She doesn't know that Clark was there ever, because her head is buried in Oliver's chest. Right, and yeah, that's that whole like slow motion scene of him turning around. Her head is like in his chest, and he's yeah, because he's her. protecting her. Yeah, and just <laughs> just the look that Clark has. Clark's just got this like straight face. Like I don't know. 
I know he's not the the jealous, like really jealous enough to let Oliver get murdered. No, <laughs> but still, it's just it's kind of it's fun to read that to that. just yeah. think about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, at the mansion, Tess is muttering to herself, "You will respect me," just as uh, uh, Billy, Billy Zane um, comes in to beat the truth out of her. And then we don't know what happens till later. Um, Watchtower Stuart pops up on video Tells Chloe to toss at the hand Oh and, and Chloe's the, so small Oh hello hand And gets the fingerprints and gets his record And thinks he's going to be And finds out that he is from Bennington, Vermont He's not from Bennington You said Burlington right? Bennington? Where's he from? I'm from Bennington Oh he's from Burlington? Burlington Oh I thought he was from Bennington Which is like the other side of the state But a great city to uh, visit for sure Oh I get the I, did, I didn't know there were two different cities I thought it was the same thing Vermont has lots of cities Just not very well, big Well you know <laughs> Vermont it's Vermont Yeah Alabama Whatever <laughs> oh, oh you should see Alabama <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Clark worries that going after Lois will hurt Oliver more. Um, and Chloe says, um, that he should ask himself what he wants. So here's like one of my favorite test moments ever. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that whole thing where Zod's sitting at the cafe drinking espresso, espresso, excuse me. <laughs> And he looks down and he's got this envelope in front of him. Who knows how the envelope got there? Whatever. The thing is, he opens it up. There's a bloodstained dog tag of uh, Billy Zane. And he looks up and there's Tess on the other side of the street, just kind of like saluting him with her coffee. And then a bus goes by and she disappears. I just, I think that's so freaking badass. <laughs> because it's just like, F you, Zod. <laughs> Uh, you're not like, like she said earlier. You will respect me, and I, I think Zod gets a little bit of respect for her. And uh, Tess is always in control. Yep, yep. That's why it was so weird the beginning of the season when she's held hostage in her in the mansion. Yeah, but then we find like, out that it's all under her control anyway. She's all this stuff's yeah. being videotaped for weeks. Who knows? That's true. How that I was all set up. Whatever. But she's always in control. She's a badass. Anyway, Chloe and Stuart meet. We start getting some rock music. This is my needle drop of the episode. Dead by Sunrise's song. End of the world. Um, they have a handshake. There's a file. Um, Oliver. See, didn't he bring her a file? So yeah, yeah. He brought her information um, from. Uh, no, she had his file. Like, uh, she showed him that he she has all, all the information on him. Okay. Whatever that is. Meanwhile, Mia's on the block again, and Oliver picks her up, and uh, they drive off together. Yay! And then... Mm, who cares? <laughs> mm-hmm. I care. Um, then, we're back at the planet, and yes. Lois gets a letter that Good Morning Metropolis hired Catherine <laughs> instead of her. And she's, because blondes test better. And she just starts her little Lois babbling, uh, like self-doubt and deprecation. And then Clark just interrupts her and passionately kisses her. And did you hear the love theme then? Be- no. Da, 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 da. I, you got to be paying attention for this. Okay. I'll rewatch it. <laughs> it shows up every time Every time they have a even close to loving moment. It, they, it shows up. 
Okay. But then it's interrupted by her dream nope. seizure pass out. Not thing. yet. No, that's another episode. Really? That's not this episode. I thought. Nope. Oh. Oh, my God. Okay. Th- this is the part where I realized oh. that I. Uh... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. This is the part where you realize what? I have had two commentary tracks to listen to for this week, and I didn't listen to them. <gasps> I'm such no. an a-hole. Yeah, Candor had Al Septian and Terry Meyer, the writers, and Colin Blue talking on it. Um, I heard the beginning of it, and they were like, say it. Say Neil before Zod. <laughs> and Colin wouldn't do it. <laughs> uh, and the one for Idol actually had... Um, uh, uh, Kelly Souders and Brian Peterson and Erica Durant's talking on it. So I'm going to have to listen to both of those. Yeah. The, the Neil before Zod thing got overdone. What? It's not even, it's not even done yet. Like he said it like once in the first episode. No, but there's more, more to come. Okay. This, we'll talk about it later. You will Neil before me. Jarrell. Uh, okay. Candor. This is the one where I am super psyched and Steph is like, come on. Oh, my God. I watched this three times because I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> okay. I, I, I don't. Uh, I mean, the opening scene. Okay. I I am immediately like, oh, my God, this is an episode of Krypton. <laughs> like, this is sci-fi. Like, sci-fi, the people who did Krypton must have saw, like, the opening of this episode and was like, oh, yeah, we got to do this. This is what we want. This is the yeah. series. We got to figure out what's going on with these people. So... This is 20 years before Krypton explodes and we have a medic in the field and he's taking blood and we should know by now why this is significant, right? There's this technology that can take this blood, put it in a crystal and save it for later and then their DNA can be used to make another one of them. A clone. Clone, yeah. And um, so, okay, so all these can, you know, these, these Kryptonians, these Kandorians, uh, Why are they two different things? They're not different things. Like I've said before. Why did they suddenly decide to call them something different? Well, this is why it's significant. Because in this episode, at the beginning here, um, there is this giant explosion and all of Candor Can- is obliterated. Zod loses his family. But all the people who they took blood from before, right, were like Candorians. So that's why they're called Candorians. Like they're from this city and they don't have the knowledge that Candor exploded or Krypton exploded for that matter. They are, they are resurrected and all they know is that they're, they're under major Zod and you know, and that's it. Uh, and, and they have a city and yeah. I don't <laughs> so where did Kara go when she said she heard Candor was still a thing? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It was just a way to slow to slowly start to introduce the idea of the city of Candor. Yeah, uh, they the the rumor was that Candor uh, lived, and this is a way for Candor to live. This is these so, are, these are clones of Candorians that have okay. that were there battling Black Zero, which is like a like a terrorist outfit, trying to keep them from. Um, you know, battle them off from their home city, and then the city gets freaking obliterated. <laughs> okay, so that's why Zod is so upset that his child, his son, was killed. Mm-hmm. And he later on he tells Jarrell, you know, well, if you had a son, then you would understand. Yep. So uh, Zod Jorel Jorel wants this uh, blood uh, 
taking to stop. He thinks what they're doing is, you know, dangerous, dangerous, and like a, against. Well, not God, but you know. Um, yeah. yeah, that's what I was like. Wait a minute. So yeah, so. Kryptonians are spiritual because I thought Kryptonians were just science minded, which you can be spiritual and scientifically minded at the same time. Yeah. But I thought Kryptonians were just singularly scientifically minded. No, they worship Rao. I mean, I don't know. How, it doesn't. I don't think it ever gets that big of a like into their religion in Smallville at least. But I know mm-hmm. that Rao is a thing. It's just because there's okay. there's like a big. Like sun nearby, I forget. Anyway, so um, yeah, Zod Jarrell's blood isn't taken. Zod's blood isn't taken. But all these people on the battlefield, their blood was taken. And so this, the last thing they remember is fighting this battle. But Zod and Jarrell both have more memories. Um, so uh, Zod loses his family, um, and yeah, we see that Zod and Jarrell are actually buddies back then. You know, they're good friends. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and of course we must, must acknowledge uh, Jarrell is played by Not Tom Welling <laughs> uh, Julian Sands mm, Who I love Okay I love his performance as Jarrell Oh, good, good, good do you, do you know him from anything else? I mean, I know him from Warlock <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sure I've seen him I'm sure I've seen him before but, I know his, um, one of his big movies was uh, A Room with a View Did you ever see that movie? Mm, no, me either. Me either. <laughs> but that's like a uh, oh, Merchant Ivory. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I just know I never yeah. had interest. When I see him, I think of a you know one of those classic British actors mm-hmm. from the eighties or nineties. Yeah. So uh, we fast forward from this flashback to Zod in present day. Well, because okay, oh, wait. Sorry. You say he's not Tom Welling. He doesn't look like Tom Welling because when we saw him in Relic, Mm -hmm. he looked like Tom Welling. Right. Because he talks about, he tells Chloe in this episode that his father sent him on a walkabout Mm -hmm. and that he met Hiram uh, Kent Kent, and just felt his love. Yeah, that was a little. That was a little. He fell in love with Smallville. Basically, he loved the yeah and the people. people, Yeah. yeah. Uh, All right. So okay. So fast forward to present day. Zod is still thinking Jarrell is the blur, and that um, he came with them in the in the orb, and he somehow stole their powers, and now he's just flaunting it all over the city, tagging everything (laughs) with the House of L symbol. And Jarrell is going to pay, and Kandor is going to rise again. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we go to Watchtower, and we find out Lois skipped town, which is kind of a disappointment. <laughs> yeah, but that's what shows do. Yeah. When it, they leave you with this cliffhanger, and then they don't discuss it for a couple of episodes. It's like, this is a this is a break. This is a very special episode. You know, it's going to contact... Uh, a comment on the overall mythology of the show, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. we don't have time for to deal with that, so right. we have to send Lois away. I like that. Chloe but it says, fits, it, "Oh, sorry." It, I was just say it suits. It fits her character because Lois doesn't like intimacy. It mm-hmm. makes her uncomfortable. Uh, and I love how it, Chloe says that you've had feelings for her since the 1930s. The 30s, yeah. <laughs> Which is like weird to say, but like it's to, weird the to reference say, is good. It's kind of like, you know, well, that's been going on since the 
beginning of time, but she says it in a way that references the comic books. Right, right. And it's like, also, it's like, in even the show's continuity, it's like, yeah, it's been going on for like a couple of years, but he was freaking nutso over Lana for the the rest of it. Like, mm-hmm. he's been he was nutso over Lana for a lot longer than for, he's ever been for seven years. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the there's a house of El symbol in Turkey in a Turkish desert, which uh, Smallville Wiki corrects. There is no desert in Turkey, uh, <laughs> so. Ali is there to provide his jets. I think that's jet. the same salt mine that they filmed the uh, Phantom Zone scenes in. Yeah, yeah, right? Uh, they just use a different filter on the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Clark hasn't learned how to run across water just yet, so um, he needs uh, Ali's jet, and he obviously hasn't learned how to fly yet either. So... Um, well, we got Tess and Zod next. Zod's getting a little flirty. <sighs> This is the wine part. <laughs> wine and Shakespeare, and blah blah blah. Uh, if it, if and, it was, I didn't take any notes about that. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's at some point. But I think that's when, after they kidnap, Jorel. Uh, Never mind. Right. Go ahead. Yeah. And you know, it's it's kind of interesting. We know that Tess knows that the blur isn't this Jorel person, and she's mm-hmm. she's keeping that to herself. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, meanwhile, in the Turkish desert, which Smallville Wiki uh, misspells it as dessert. <laughs> so, is there dessert? It's Turkish delight. It knows, it's smart enough to know that there's no desert in Turkey, but not smart enough to know how to spell desert. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and uh, Oliver makes some remark about how, you know, if you wanted to kill me, you could have. <laughs> Again, this is like, uh, to, to for somebody to just kind of like laugh at this whole like these two uh, are are also you know kind of fighting over a girl, um, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know the whole bullet thing that I made a big thing out of, but you know Oliver commenting about the you wanted to kill me, you bring you could do better or whatever. Anyway, uh, I like that Clark uses his X-ray vision here, and then he uses his super breath, and he finds the. Giant House of El symbol, and luckily he doesn't. His super breath did not blow away the dog tags for that that were there, and they have uh, Jarrell's name on them. My father's here, so lame. What? Why? Why? What I don't lame? know. I just I think it's the dog tags. You just don't like the dog tags? No, I don't like the dog tags. They're soldiers. I, I mean, yeah. Maybe Jarrell wasn't a soldier. I'm not sure if he was a soldier. He definitely was in the field, though. I don't know. Uh, He's a scientist. Yeah. Uh, Chloe shows up to f- take his favorite, her favorite blonde for a walk and finds a different blonde at the farm. <laughs> uh, that was pretty cute. <laughs> so Chloe's like, oh, Jarrell. Okay, here's the lowdown. <laughs> All right, so in the first season... Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're best friends. Yeah. Uh, Even though we think that you're a villain in the in the uh, uh, solitude yeah, place, in Fortress of Solitude, yeah, mm-hmm. you're a villain there. But you're pretty cool here. Yeah, yeah. He's this guy's more laid back, younger, you know. Um, but he's, she's like, okay, straight here. Here we go. Uh, you have a grown son. <laughs> also, your planet's totally obliterated. <laughs> Everybody you know is dead. <laughs> okay, so this Jarrell does not have a son, right? 
And it's like he's not married either. He does, yeah. does he talk about his wife? Uh, oh, he he says he's saddened that his wife and planet are gone. Um, okay. So. Uh, so if he knows that his wife, well, I mean, just it, I just don't understand. Before Gerald, why. before Gerald died, he had, like the, he sent away baby Kalel in a spaceship. So right. he he had his blood taken before that. Before okay. probably even had a baby. Uh, so we go into a flashback and I love it. Classic Superman, uh, council scene with the spinning rings and the white robes and the big faces. Mm -hmm. Guilty, guilty. Um, and, uh, these guys are judging, uh, Jarrell about whether he's guilty of treason or not. Um, because he is, uh, was he, he stopped the whole cloning procedure and they, you know, he's like, "Hey, listen! If the orb resurrects the the clones on Earth, um, Earth would be powerless. They'd just be completely conquered." And so, and then Zod steps out and uh, testifies on how awesome Jor-El is, and he's mm-hmm. spared, but he's got to complete the orb. And they're, mm-hmm. they're going to just like, "Listen, you complete the orb, and you and Zod will uh, rule over Earth together." And he's like, sure, sure, sure. Cool, cool. Um, get me out of these rings. Um, I would like to just take a moment here. Um, uh, speaking of classic Superman, I rewatched Superman the movie this week because uh, Margot Kidder died. And I was so sad. <laughs> the original Lois Lane passed away mm-hmm. at age 69. Mm-hmm. So it's just really it's sad. sad. It's really sad. Um, mm. I really... I. I immediately think about like how well this show dealt with her, <laughs> the fact that she wasn't going to, um, since she didn't want to, uh, um, I don't know what, do explain away uh, Christopher Ray's death. death that all of a sudden she just gets killed off camera. And the next time we see quote unquote her, her foot's like sticking out of the ground because Jason then completely bury her on the Luther property. <laughs> mm. It's like, oh, but uh, oh, gosh, I loved her in that movie. She's so great, and it actually gave me a reason. Um, I bought uh, the Blu-ray uh, a few months ago of uh, the uh, like the uh, Superman uh, the movie like three hour plus cut. Like sucker was long, and uh, like the Richard Donner cut or something like that. Director's cut. No, the Richard Donner cut is another cut of Superman two. How he could because the movie got taken away uh. from him. Like he was shooting oh. them both back to back, but after he got done with Superman one, they they had Richard Lester step in and uh, finish up Superman two. Why to pay him a whole bunch less? Uh, that and I think Donner wanted to do different things. And the, if you watch the Donner cut, you get to see exactly how he would have done it using like mm. uh, footage, um, you know, resurrected footage, and even I think storyboards at, at certain parts. Um. But yeah, this was actually uh, this cut. They um, aired Superman on TV on uh, like two nights because it was, they made, they actually ex- filmed extra scenes so it could play on TV and be a two night event. Hmm. Isn't that cool? So like, so they had all this extra footage that when they finally released it, like on just like home video, they were like, okay, we'll we'll just use the version we put in the theaters, the theatrical cut, and mm-hmm. so. 
there's like a theatrical cut and then there's a director's cut and now there's this just like unedited like TV version. Oh, see, so I don't remember more. that. I saw it in the theater. I remember standing in line. Oh yeah, and going and seeing it in the theater, but I don't remember the TV thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know the ABC movie of the week and all that. Like I remember, yeah. like every Sunday, there was like a different James Bond movie. The good old mm. days. <laughs> Back before we had these internets. Did you see Superman in the theater? No, I have to say no. But um, I were you too young? Uh, um, I was three. <laughs> uh. yeah. I I think I was. Uh, I I know I was brought to the movie at age five to see Empire Strikes Back, and I'm I'm dating myself now. Um, and I saw ET in '82. I remember like those two were like the first couple movies I actually saw in the theaters as a kid that I remember Empire and ET. Um, but I remember Star Wars. We saw Star Wars seven times. Wow! Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it was. Um. Uh, all right. So where were we? We're well. You know, I just kind of was brought back to the whole viewing of Superman the movie because oh, this yeah. is classic R. Superman. Fargo Kidder. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So uh, Clark and Oliver discover. Uh, talk about uh, Oh we both have dead dads Yeah that thing I didn't even take any <laughs> notes for that I was like yeah I got it Whatever um, um, And then meanwhile Jor-El tells Chloe about the episode Relic um, <laughs> And that's when uh, And then boom he knocks her out With a Kryptonian death grip or whatever Yeah he gives her the Vulcan net nerve pinch <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Which they teach on Krypton and uh, but he gets zapped and taken away by uh, Tess's soldiers. Yeah, because we still think that Jarrell is a threat mm-hmm. because he's such a dick in the uh, <laughs> the fortress. fortress. Yeah. yeah. So we go down to the wine cellar where everybody gets tied up, uh, and um, and Tess has to plead so, with them like, "I know I knocked you out and changed you up, yeah. but I'm not the enemy." <laughs> yeah. We we know that Tess has a plan. She knows that he's not the blur, but let's pretend like you are the blur because I got a plan. Yeah. So then... The Earth is doomed and, uh, you know, if the Kandorians will save it if they turn out like Kal-El, um, but <laughs> not, by, not being led by Zod. So convince the Kandorians you're the blur to save Kal-El. So... So then Zod comes to talk to Tess and says, oh, wine. This is the wine. (laughs) Oh, God, this is the wine. He's (laughs) discovered wine and he's discovered Shakespeare and they're flirting. And then he's like, but while we were talking, I had my guys take something out of your wine cellar. And she's like, dang, nabbit. (laughs) And then she smiles because he's. He's walking right into her plan mm-hmm. Meanwhile we find out Chloe has gotten even more uh, Crazy because she set up Surveillance cameras in the farm After they fought with Doomsday And uh, Clark didn't know anything about it So um, they see What a coinkydink yeah. <laughs> What a coinkydink that she could see that Jarrell knocked her out For her own good uh-huh. Because he sensed danger and Clark, who is um, all about his dad right now, uh, is very angry, and he goes to confront Tess. <gasps> which, this was shocking. Shocking, for sure. He um, ran in there. He picked her up. By the neck. She, 
she knows that he's the blur and he sped out of there. Mm-hmm. She knows Clark Kent is is Kal-El. What the heck? What's going to happen? Oh my god. Ack. She's not going to forget how <laughs> This is not something that can be undone. No. I mean, this is something that she would just constantly say to him. Like, yeah, I know you're the blur, but he is so pissed about his father being taken, like taken by her her soldiers that um, he does not hold himself back and pretend to be like, oh yeah, all shucks reporter Mm -hmm. Uh, or play it cool. You know, he just grabs her and she's, not at all upset about it. She's happy. <laughs> Finally, mm-hmm. you've revealed yourself and then tells Clark where, where he is. But this is kind of like, <laughs> this is good because this mirrors Lex. Mm-hmm. She is trying to protect Clark. Yep. Oh gosh. Imagine how happy Lex would have been to be like, to, to finally, I mean, he did find out several times. He just kept on getting knocked on the head. So he'd forget or time <laughs> would reverse or it was an alternate reality, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It didn't stick. Yeah. Uh, this is going to stick. So, yeah, Jarrell is being held by the Kandorians, and he is wearing the Blur's t shirt. And uh, Zod is demanding that he gives her, they give, he give uh, them their powers. And we have a flashback, and we sh- it shows that Jarrell used blue kryptonite on the orb. And then we see it. We see the orb sitting there right next to the Stones of Knowledge. So it's all coming together. Coming together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and Zod, much like Chloe asked, Olive, uh, asked uh, Clark, he, Zod wants his son resurrected. Um, and uh, Joel's like, nope. Because like Zod's got a, like, a braid of his hair. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you know that it's coming that uh, when Zod finds out that Kal-El is Jarrell's son, he will try to Son of Jarrell. Yeah, it'll be a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so in the present, Zod's telling um, um, Krypton, uh, so, sorry, he's talking about, um, he's he, basically he's uh, asking about how he got his powers, and it turns out that Jarrell doesn't actually have any powers. So um, also, uh, I think Jarrell reveals to Zod that Krypton is gone because you destroyed it by launching a military coup. Mm hmm. And he says, listen, I feel your pain. And Zod's like, how could you if you've never had a son? Mm. <laughs> so um, he tells the soldiers to release Jarrell, and it's the bait. Um, and so uh, Clark, after um, after holding Tess up by the neck in the middle of the night, suddenly it's morning when he gets back to Kent Farm. <laughs> And he sees Jarrell on the hill just, like, staggering towards the farm. It's that same hill that him and Lana frolicked down. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, yeah, Jarrell has been beaten and stabbed. And he says he's proud of him. And then his last words are to save Zod. And then he dies in Clark's arms. And I wrote down disappointing because <laughs> it's yeah. just so, Clark like, cruel, finds, you know? Yeah, Clark finds... His father, just in time to watch him die. Yeah. He gets, like, three words with him. And then it's just, like, dead. Yeah. Um, and Clark is super pissed. Um, he talks to Oliver about finding his father's killer, um, bringing him to justice, and Ollie says he's got his back. Um, Chloe sees some footage from the farm and sees Jarrell had 
some sort of Kryptonian device in the Kent's house and is hiding it. So that's waiting out there. And meanwhile, Clark buries Jorel and he says And Zod watches, doesn't he? Yep. And so yeah, that it's the he, the bait was taken and so now Zod Jorel led Zod to Clark. And Clark says, uh, I can't give you what you want. I can't save Zod. You might remember him as a friend, but I know what he becomes. Mm. And he burns a little House of El symbol into the stone. And he knows He knows Major Zod is a lot different from General Zod. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. So. Okay. And the, when I said that that Neil before Zod gets old, in the beginning, in that opening and the teaser, mm-hmm. Zod is coming towards the camera right when there's an explosion and everybody like kneels down and Zod comes walking towards the camera. Like, it's just like Neil before Zod. He didn't have to say it. <laughs> Did you notice that? I, I know I didn't. I, I, I can't remember. Honestly. Okay. Idol. The one right. where the wonder twins arrive. Oh, wonder twins powers activate. Uh, Let me tell you. <laughs> I love the Wonder Twins. Yay! When I was a kid, when I was a kid, okay. it was on ABC. The Justice League was on the ABC. Super Friends, and we of never, course. yeah, Super Friends. We could never watch Saturday morning cartoons because we had to go to my grandmother's house. So I would turn ABC on in the car and listen <laughs> on the way to oh, my really? grandmother's house. <laughs> yes. So you just hear their voices. Mm-hmm. Aww. All right. My first note it's is why I, it's why I like podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's true. Yeah, I actually had a in in the town where I grew up. Um, we have we have a drive-in. Bennington there. or Burlington? <laughs> it's a different. It's a different town. Let's just not let's not tell the listeners too much about where I live. I'm a little freaked out. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Um, but it's in a different town in a different state, I should say, too. Um, uh-huh. uh, uh, there's a drive-in there, and they actually broadcast uh, the movie on a radio station, um, uh, you know, like a really like short band one. But you know, town residents could actually pick it up on their radios. And it's so people sitting in their cars, if they don't want to have the little box on their window, they can just turn mm. their radio on and listen to the movie as they're watching it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've I've definitely listened to several movies <laughs> that I probably shouldn't have been listening to. <laughs> All right, my first note here is, oh my, Steph, are you okay? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I watched this teaser like ten million times, trying to catch what he's saying. Does he say we have a little bit more time? Let's no. do it one more time. I wish Something we about- had more time. Uh, now the opening. Okay, the, sh- oh, wait, sorry, wait, 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 the, please. The first ten times I watched it, <laughs> or the first, yeah, the first half. The t- I don't know how many times I watched. I watched a lot. Uh-huh. I believe it. Half the time <laughs> I thought it was just a fantasy. She's fantasizing, but then I realized Clark has a cut on his face, mm-hmm. and there's like a huge red sun, mm-hmm. and I don't know where they are. They're on like a mattress. Is this the barn? Mm-hmm. What is going on? I think this is a premonition. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very opening shot is Clark, his body bare chested, laying there, uh-huh. and Lois's hand coming up onto the shoulder, and then just like tracing 
back and then we go to lowest standing. Um, again, this is from the commentary. The few seconds I heard before uh, when I hit record so I could listen to it later on my, <laughs> on my iPhone. I never did. Um, Erica Durance was joking about like how many times they had to do that one shot because she did, she was, they just didn't know what she should do with her hand. Like she's like, mm-hmm. she, she, like one take was like her, like squeezing, squeezing his arm, squeezing his chest, <laughs> draping her arm, running her fingers across his chest, down his belly, uh, across the arm. She's like, yeah, it wasn't, you know, she basically described it as like, yeah, not, not, wasn't a big deal. You know, I could, <laughs> I, could I, I could do 20 more times, you know, uh, <laughs> not difficult at all. Nope, 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 nope. So Lois is daydreaming at work, but yes, this is, uh, this is definitely not something that she is remembering. Um, this is something that's in this vision that she's been having and we don't exactly know. This is not something that's happened before, but, um, yeah, I love how you put the gif of that on Twitter. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what are these daily planet employees think of these two beautiful looking people? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what all these normal looking, normal looking people. <laughs> see them every day they're probably like my god why don't they just do it already Uh and yeah i gotta just say that like what a gorgeous opening scene of those two the way they're lit this is uh directed by glenn winter who is awesome um and has done lots of great uh uh, smallville episodes also written by ann cofell saunders who's newer to the show she used to be with bsg and uh most recently she was one of the writers for timeless so Um, okay, so Clark wants to talk about the kiss. And he, again, beautiful shot. Just a close-up of Lois's face just daydreaming. I just uh, love mm. it. Um, and your gift kind of called it out to me, too. I was like, oh, yeah, that was a great shot. <laughs> um, Lois is not ready to talk about the kiss. They go down to the basement. There's a present. Um, and Lois starts talking about how she used to uh, unwrap and rewrap all her Christmas presents. <laughs> Of course she did. And I just want to do, uh, uh, admit uh, publicly that I used a razor blade. Um, what you do is you put the razor blade right along the wrapping paper where the tape is. And mm-hmm. then and then you open it up, peek, and then you put it, fold the paper back over exactly the way it was and put tape over the tape that you just cut. Mm-hmm. That was my – that was what I did on, at Christmas almost every year. My parents. <laughs> I never got any surprises, so you weren't ever surprised. Like I, no, I, I I guess I picked mine out all the time. Oh wow! And they didn't spend much anyway because my parents are cheap. Yeah, yeah, I'd get the same kind of thing, but my surprises were usually like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you think I like that? Thank you." <laughs> Sometimes the early unwrapping uh, gave me like a night to then. Practice be my, angry. <laughs> yeah, be angry and then practice my, you know, j- like, oh, I'm so happy. I'm so grateful. <laughs> uh, all right. So they're wondering if these are uh, criminals and no, they're cops. And um, uh, they were uh, served some justice and uh, they were undercover. Um, so there's a commotion outside. They go outside and someone lit the building across the street up with the shield. So there is a copycat going around pretending to be the blur, mm-hmm. but they're messing things up. Yep. And they're making the blur look bad. And uh, Lois is sure it's the blur, but Clark is like, no, it's not the blur. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, this 
editor comes out, I, I don't remember what exactly he said or how he said it, but I, my note was just like, man, this editor is just not good. It looks like he just just memorized his lines before that scene was uh, taken because it's just it's a very awkward. I don't know hmm. if you're ever rewatching it. Look out for that. So she's off to a top secret interview, and it looks and it turns out it's her therapist. Mm. And uh, she's talking about her weird dreams And uh, doing the virtual Kama Sutra with Clark Kent <laughs> <laughs> And uh, how she's disappointed in the blur She's spent three weeks or Wait, she, no, the three weeks is the, how much memory she's got blocked out um, And uh, she's talking about the blur And all of a sudden her phone starts ringing And it's holding out for a hero <laughs> By body nah, That was cute <laughs> Uh, which is now, of course, on the Smallville playlist. Um, so Blur is ancient history, and uh, f- the therapist says, focus on the man in front of you. And mm-hmm. that man is at Watchtower, and Chloe reveals that the Blur has somehow gotten a blog, a Twitter feed, and Facebook. Uh, <laughs> the Blur has a blog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, uh, just promoting the brand. And uh, Clark says that somebody's whoever's doing this has got to stop before they get hurt. And we go across town as a black limousine uh, with a drug kingpin gets taken down um, by some ice and a jaguar. And the ice is Zan and the jaguar is Jaina. The Wonder Twins, although they never say Wonder Twins. No, they don't. They don't even say uh, Wonder Twins powers activate. They say powers activate, which is really yeah. just say Wonder Twins. Come on. Well, but Wonder Twins sounds dumb <laughs> in in this in this setting. For cartoons, it's fine. Yeah. Comics, it's fine. But this that would be that would sound dumb. But they probably couldn't use the words anyway. Probably intellectual property they couldn't <laughs> use or something. But the guy is from Seventh Heaven, yep. and the girl is from Warehouse Thirteen. Warehouse Thirteen. Yeah. She's the Chloe from Warehouse Thirteen, right? <laughs> That's what I read. I've never seen the. Show. I saw like the pilot. I never kept kept watching it. Um, I also read that David Gallagher was in Look Who's Talking Now. He was the he was young Mikey, <laughs> mm. like the toddler version or something. Also, uh, Zan and Jana are missing their pet monkey Gleek, except that Jana has a phone case with Gleek on it, and her phone ringing that we hear later is our Gleek noises. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed that or not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they give they have to give props to the man who and spray paint the limo's roof, and then all of a sudden they knock the power out <laughs> to the entire city. Whoops. So uh, the next morning, we have D.A. Racex, who's blaming the p- blur for the power outage. Did you recognize D.A.? Dylan Ra- Nail. <laughs> Dougie Witter is uh, a corrupt <laughs> D.A. <laughs> I call him saxophone because he blows his own horn. Yeah, I kind of like this. I like that he's calling out the blur. Yeah, somebody's got to. They can't all be like, oh, my God, this guy's great. That's not following the rules. Right. He's a vigilante. Um, we can't have that. Clark uh, real, finds out from Lois that she's been giving, uh, she's been ignoring the Blur's calls, and he says, Gosh, Lois, the Blur doesn't reserve the silent treatment. 
Um, so uh, Zan and Jane are back. Well, sorry, Clark finds the the phone, of course, and uh, probably through Chloe Tech traces it back to Zan and Jane's lair, who are about to do the powers activate, but Clark blocks and he it. interrupts. That was great. Yeah. I love that. It, like blew him across the room. And then they wake up and they're in Watchtower, and uh, Chloe. Uh, Basically threatens to vaporize their social media accounts. <laughs> they don't stop impersonating the blur, and um, they. And she says, "When it's time, you'll know to step up." So the power's out in Metropolis, and poor Lois has to use a typewriter. Figure out how to use one of those things. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clark brings back the poly- uh, the power in order to call Lois up on the phone and apologize. Um, and he's like, "Don't people." Need a second chance And Lois yells at him for not calling And then suddenly um, At Watchtower Zan and Jaina are playing around with Chloe's computer And screw up the whole voice disguising App or whatever And Lois hears Smallville on the phone mm-hmm. That was great Yeah <clears throat> So now Lois wants to hang out with Clark all the time Wants to carpool She really sees things clearly um, Yeah she wants to get to know each other better And he was like better Lois, you tell me what color your underwear is every day. <laughs> <laughs> Which is another great call out to the Superman movie. You, you know that, right? No. Yeah, she's like, what color underwear am I wearing? And he's, she's standing behind a lead planter. And he, he's like, I can't see the color. Um, you're standing behind lead. I can't see through lead. And they just continue the conversation. And she starts walking. And then suddenly he just interrupts her and says, pink. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. Man, I can't believe they're both gone. I'm so sad. Mm. Um, all right, uh, Lois. Uh, Lois goes to her therapist to talk some more. Um, she frightens the the person there out of the room, saying, "Listen, it's just your parents' fault. I save you some money. <laughs> Get out." <laughs> That's cute. And then she tells the therapist that she's has family issues or some family problems. Yeah, she tells the therapist Clark's secret. Which luckily the therapist doesn't uh, believe her. Thinks it's all a part of like her uh, her psychosis or whatever she's being treated for. And um, uh, so yeah, she just wants to help Clark, and then she has an idea. So there's a press conference. Clark is about ready to reveal himself because he's not going to stand by while this guy drags down my father's crest. Because Clark's very close with his dad now that he's died yeah. in his arms. And by the way, the theater is playing Afterburn, which is probably a great movie. Mm. Um, so uh, D.A. Sachs calls the blur out. He says a true hero wouldn't hide. And Clark is about to step up, but then Lois steps out. I'm Lois Lane, and I know the blur. He can't reveal himself. His intentions are good. But let him be the light in the darkness. Let him be the hero he needs to be. And this is just oh, so great. I love this is this is Lois Lane right here. Like this is, she's like Superman's biggest fan. She understands him. I I, I really like that whole speech. And uh, there's actually uh, some deleted a deleted scene from here. They didn't actually have it on the DVD, but there are promotional pics that I shared with you on on Facebook last night. Did you see those? No. Well, you were commenting on them, but maybe you didn't put it together. Oh, okay. <laughs> those pictures that I showed that I sent to you. Um. Yeah. Uh. The scene actually has uh, Zan uh, stepping forward after uh, Lois makes her speech. I guess Sax is still calling for the blur. 
Oh, so it's kind of like a Spartacus. Yep. I'm the Blair. Rips his shirt open, shows his shield. Suddenly, Janus steps out and does the same thing. Then all these people in the crowd are like opening up their jackets and they're all wearing the shield, which is really humiliating for Sax. And so it was really weird how like the next time we see Sax, he's like ready to murder Lois. and it, it, I think if they kept this scene in, it would have at least been easier to swallow because, I don't know, it's just suddenly – first he's just calling out this vigilante or whatever, you know, and now he wants to murder Lois Lane um, if he doesn't if, – if she doesn't tell him uh, who the blur is. Um, so, uh, they, yeah, Sachs painted an S-shield on the, the roof. He says, uh, the next headline is the blur murders Lois Lane. And he throws Lois off the building. And you think that Clark's going to be there to catch her or run up the building. Yeah. But no, she's But like, he can't because there's too many cameras. The, what's he going to – he can't out himself like that. Well, he doesn't even know that it's happening. <laughs> oh, okay. Like she's hanging from the flagpole. He walks out and he's like, what? And again, that's another – I believe in homage to the Superman movie because Lois in the helicopter hanging off the side of the building. Um, Clark doesn't rec- realize that it's going on until he walks out the front door of the building and then sees all these people looking up and then he uh, runs to a phone booth, but it's not a booth. It's, it's one of those standing ones. So he goes through a revolving door and puts on his outfit and there's a pimp there and he says, say Jim, that's a bad outfit. And then Superman says, excuse me, and then flies up to catch Lois. <laughs> I love that Because movie. Superman is polite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Boy Scout. Yep. He is the, he is the Boy Scout. Um, so, uh, but instead we have uh, Clark super speeds up the rooftop. Uh, but um, the crowd's watching, like you said. And so Clark climbs out on the ledge and is telling Lois to grab his hand. And... Um, as Clark Kent, which is great. Um, meanwhile, Jana's flying around like a ladybug. Tells Zan they got to help step up. This is the time they step up. Um, and Lois is pleading with Clark to just let her go to protect the secret. It's more important that you know the blur is around than people finding out that you're you're Clark. And Clark is acting like I don't know what you're talking about. And then a huge fog surrounds the whole building, and that's Zan. And Lois falls, and Zan brings her to the ground lightly, which is photographed as best as it can be. <laughs> it really is kind of like, what's going on? But Oh, I, I thought it was good. Okay. I liked it. You kind of like see her legs sort of slowly hit the ground. And in the limo, uh, Sax is trying to make his getaway, and there's a uh, there's Jaina as the Rottweiler. So, um... Uh, What's what happened? It wasn't me. Ring, ring. Call from the blur. Okay. Oh, <coughs> because Clark is right there with Lois. Oh yeah, that's right. Then Lois gets the phone call in in their phone booth, and the blur talks to her with Clark standing there. So she's off the scent. Mm-hmm. She's she's thrown off. So just like how that how he and Oliver did. Yeah. The two times, you know, that was great. This time it's Chloe. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes and gives the great a great heroic speech to Zan and Jaina. Don't believe in me. Believe in the shield and what it represents most of all. Believe in yourself. And they're like, yes, Superman. And he actually reveals himself to them. Yeah, because he's standing in he's 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 uh, he, he's in the shadow. You can't see him, and you think he's going to say something, and then 
blur away, yeah. but he doesn't. He he steps out. So I figure they'll be back. And he says, no room for mistakes when the world is watching. Again, beautifully shot. It's just mm-hmm. ah, gorgeous. Uh, at the therapist, Lois is beating on herself for seeing Clark through blurred colored glasses. <laughs> Obviously, it was a phone glitch. Oh, so dumb. But it would be so much easier if they were just the same person. And then she admits, I was happy to hear from the blur, but my thoughts keep going to Clark. That scared guy who stepped out on the ledge to save me. Aww. <sighs> Lois and Clark. Okay. Um, meanwhile, Clark, Chloe has blur merchandise. She's got a Superman mug. <laughs> <laughs> His merch. And this is where uh, Clark finds out that she's got cameras all over the place. And uh, yeah, she's uh, also can impersonate the blur's voice whenever she needs to. And she's like, "Oh yeah, it's completely justified." Oh, obviously. So this I'm- is going. This is going someplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. If you would, if I had not interfered, Lois would still believe that Clark was the blur. So back at the Daily Planet, Clark reveals his secret. He's nearsighted. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, uh, "She says nobody could be two different people." And Clark says, "I wish I could." Um, and Lois says, "Hey, I like geeks." But um, she doesn't say that, but she basically says that she likes geeks and then she suggests contacts and then she starts walking away. And then she says, just so you're clear on one thing. And then she just kicks this box to his feet, steps up and kisses him square in the mouth. And then we have the classic one leg going up. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when the seizure happens. Oh, that's when she. Okay. Yeah. All right. So here's what we have. We have Clark in red. Um, we have Lois on an apocalyptic street under a blood red sun. We have some sort of factory under the orb flag. We see Lois in the flag t- factory. Then we see Lois in throes of passion. Then we see Lois back in the factory. She's being taken away. And Clark, Clark is in a cage, like helpless. Oh, yeah. And then this masked vigilante drops down with a crossbow. And then we see those, uh, those towers again. Mm-hmm. And Clark being dragged unconscious and bloody. And then we see Chloe laying dead in a pool of blood surrounded by flames. And we're back in the present and Lois just passes out in Clark's arms. So Zod is going to block out the yellow sun. Hmm. And that's how Clark is in and Lois are able to get it on. Uh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> You've seen this before, right? <laughs> nope. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, whew, another marathon. Uh, what's the episode of the week stuff? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's got to be idle for I'll, me. Idle, yeah, like idle. Uh, Candor is a close I mean, second. Crossfire's cute, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's all right. It's fun. At least it's fun again. That, those first these were best you know, better episodes. I was yeah, very happy the to fun see is these coming back. Yeah. And now it's going away. Here we go. Oh, no. <laughs> Next week on uh, We Don't Want to Wait, we're going to be talking about uh, four, maybe even, you can even call it three episodes. <laughs> hmm? The first one is called Pandora. Pandora. Uh-huh. Okay. So it's all about the, Clark gets an online streaming music service. <laughs> uh, the next one's called Disciple. A Disciple of Zod. Okay. Because, because, mm-hmm. uh, Tess is going to become a disciple of Zod. Mm. Yeah, we did see her kneeling, Mm -hmm. getting her own dog tags. And the third episode, 
or third and fourth. <laughs> it's called Absolute Justice. And it's also called Absolute Justice Part Parts 1 and 2. Wait a minute. We have – it's not just one title, one word title. It's two word titles and it's a part one and part two. Really, what? really weird, huh? Uh, I will tell you that uh, they had different titles when um, they were first announced and then they – oh, let me just – let's do the teases. Okay. <clears throat> okay. We start with the mid-season finale. Which goes deeper into what Lois has been seeing. Okay, okay. so that's just Pandora, right? Um, the other tease is, okay, uh, Clark finally meets Zod. Okay. Somebody in the main cast dies. <gasps> Chloe dies? <laughs> Your next tease is, we've met Smallville's Mia. Now we meet Smallville's Malcolm Merlin. <laughs> um, and I only have one more tease for you. <laughs> What else is there to say but get ready for some superhero awesomeness in a Smallville movie called Absolute Justice brought to us by the great Jeff Johns. This was a two-hour movie event in season nine. It's Absolute Justice. It was actually known as – it was it was two different episodes, uh, but they were – it, it was made it, – they were both done by Jeff Johns. They had one-word titles, but they kind of broke with tradition. Made it into a two-hour movie event. It was amazing. And yeah, it's absolute justice. So uh, watch Pandora and Disciple and then buckle yourself in for a Smallville movie. I'm sure they split, <laughs> them up. I'm sure they split it up on Hulu, but... Uh, okay, I'm excited. I am too. Uh, I haven't watched these episodes since they originally aired. Ugh, I'm so excited. Um, yeah, so I have no more teases for you because I, I swear I was like, uh, this happens, this happens. Like, no, I'm not going to reveal any of this. This is absolute justice is absolutely awesome. <laughs> so, okay, Pandora is pretty great too, by the way. So Pandora mid- is a mid-season finale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All, right. All right, let's go watch some Smallville. All right. Oh, there's other people listening. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>